Happy New Year, everyone. Um, it feels like it's been a long time since we've had a meeting, like, you know, where we praise, where we worship, where we hear from one another, where we meet one another, where we meet with God. It feels like Christmas is great. You know, I love Christmas. But it does sort of park everything else for a little while. And, but now it's so nice to be back in, a, in an environment where there's praise, there's worship, and, and we're connecting with God. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to look at um, uh, Immeasurably More, the, the new series for the spring uh, for us this year. Um, and what I'm going to do is, is anybody near the light, if you can turn this bank of lights off for us, please. Because um, we've, we've got a video to begin with. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to press a button and we're all in business. So I'd like you to listen to this guy because he, he really sets something up for us. Um, so I, if you can, just bear with him, go with him. It's about a four-minute video, but um, this helps to, to unpack something for us here today. Um, I am a card-carrying uh, Bible nerd. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, yeah, no shame, no, no shame at all. Um, but, uh, you know, it is uh, both my temperament, uh, my gifting, and most of my training and vocational calling uh, has all been in um, cultivating a tool set to study, research, understand scripture, to teach and to write and to share um, its story with other people. And it's been amazing, and it's been an amazing journey. But here's the thing. Um, this is not a 24-7 Bible conference. <laughs> this is the 24-7 prayer conference. And if it were the 24-7 Bible conference, I, my, the feelings I, I would have are like lots of like, I'm comfortable here, this is my jam, you know? Uh, um, but when it comes to 24-7 prayer conference, I have a lot of other feelings. And I have to be frank about those feelings if I'm gonna say anything with integrity right now. And so the feelings that I actually have had upon receiving this invitation to come have been feelings of guilt and a sense of shame about the lack of prayer in my life over my 25 years of following Jesus. Not that I haven't prayed. I have prayed a lot, but not nearly as much as if I really believed it accomplished something, because I often don't believe it accomplishes anything. And because of that feeling of guilt and shame, I feel a lot of fear because I have a lot of friends who seem to really believe it accomplishes something and experience <laughs> like that it does in their lives. And then I'm like afraid of my like, why am I missing out on something? Like where, where is this thing and why don't I feel like I have access to it? And you know, enough years uh, have gone by where I just begin to feel a, a sense of resignation that this is just kind of how it's gonna be. And I'm really glad I have the Bible, you know. <laughs> Um, but um, I'm not sure what it was, maybe entering my middle 40s, um, maybe it was the period of COVID isolation, um, but a few years ago I just really entered a period of deep uh, sadness about this, because it's not just about prayer, it was um, about the lack of a sense of awareness that there is a person that I am relating to. Of course, I can show that Jesus is a historical person, but I just like, felt like there's a lack of live relational connection with Jesus in my life. And 
um, while I um, love scripture, and I, like, remember, I'm a Bible nerd, right? <laughs> I actually have no other employable skills, actually. <laughs> like, it's the only tools that I've got, you know? Uh, and I, I find the tapestry of vibrant, beautiful themes in Scripture so sublime and beautiful. Um, but that has not been equaled for many years of my following Jesus with a live sense of the person and that person's presence of the living Jesus in my life. And I'm just being honest because um, I don't know what I have to lose. <laughs> and because I know that I'm not alone. I know there are lots of people who uh, have the exact same experience that I've had. And so, um, uh, but that's begun to change in the last uh, 18 months um, in a way that was a real surprise for me. And I want to tell you that story. I have lots of things that I'm going to share about the Bible, <laughs> um, but I feel like I need to share that story of my experience as well, um, because you need two wings to fly a plane, yeah? Right. I don't know if you know that guy. I, I really like that guy. I really like listening to him. He's a great teacher. Um, he's co-founder of the Bible Project. Um, he's a great communicator. Like he says, he's got a great skill set that he's developed um, where he, he studies and unpacks scripture and communicates it to people. And he, he's a real, genuine teacher. But you know what? I love his honesty. That's, that's a church leader, Bible teacher, and he, look how honest he's being about his relationship with God in prayer. Now, this is what the series is about. Our series is about prayer and about how we pray, why we pray, and why we don't pray. Um, we want... We want there to be a challenge here. Because I would, I would recommend that you watch the rest of that video because it's a good session. He speaks for about 50 minutes. And that's where he starts. And he's being very clear with you where he's starting. And like he says, so that he can say, so that whatever he says with any integrity, he's going to make that clear first. And then he starts to unpack what has been happening to him and how he's changed, and how things have stirred for him, and how his life is, is now going somewhere else. It's a, very good, um, it's a very good session, but I don't want to say to you, oh, recommend it, because <laughs> I've recommended things in the past, and you get people come back and say, well, that was rubbish. <laughs> I didn't like that. I like it. I like this message that he brings. He talks about eternity now. And he challenges, he challenges everyone. That was in Belfast um, late last year. And like he said, it was a 24-7 prayer conference. Now, I want to go over three of the things that he said. Um, beginning with, he said about a sense of shame and a feeling of guilt. Now, I don't want you to think that this is what it's about. You don't pray enough. I don't pray enough. So... Let's, let's be clear, it's not about feeling guilty, and it's not about being ashamed. He says he feels guilty and, he, and a sense of shame about the fact that he doesn't pray in a particular way. He says, over the 25 years of following Christ, I have prayed. I've prayed a lot. 
but it's the sense of shame and guilt is attached to his view of he doesn't believe it achieves anything. He says, there are a lot of times I actually believe it achieves nothing. So that's the real pow. That's the real punch in the gut, isn't it? You know, what have we been doing here this morning? And what have we been sensing and feeling this morning? And yet this guy is saying, if I'm being absolutely honest with you, there are times when I don't, I don't think it achieves anything. So that's number one. It then goes on to say about his feeling of deep sadness. Because having prayed, and when he does pray, he, he says there's a lack of a sense of this is a person I am praying to. The personal edge of the fact that Christ is in this, it's a person he's praying to. And he says there's a sense of sadness that he can't find that connection. And then thirdly, the third point he really makes clearly is, and I'm not alone, I know there are others that feel and, you know, and have the same sort of experience. Now, that's a good starting point. He's being honest. He's being real. Where are you? Where am I? When it comes to praying, when it comes to connecting with God, where, where are we? What do we do? Do we feel those, do we have those thoughts that he has, those feelings? Or are we, are, are, hopefully we're free and hopefully we're saying, well, I used to be like that or I've never felt like that. That would be great. But where are we? You, you're the only one that knows where you are. I'm the only one that knows where I really am and how I approach God, how I pray, and what it achieves. Because prayer is probably one of the strongest and main ways in which I'm conformed into the likeness of Christ is through prayer with the Father. So, that's what we're trying to do with this. If, if we, if I, understood how close Christ is, I think I would pray differently. If I knew that he was right there with me, I think I would pray very differently. So that what we're going to do over the next few, few months, running into Easter, is we're going to look at some of this. And we're going to try and explore our relationship to God, his relationship with us, and what it's possible to do. I am sorry, but I am terrible with PowerPoints, and I always forget to roll on. So the image of this is the deeper we go with God, the more fruitful we become. It's not a jellyfish, it's a tree. But the deeper we go, the more fruitful we become, and the more we grow. So we want to look at... It, the funny thing is, there's Tim Mackey, that, that teacher, and he's saying these things. And then we read in Ephesians 3.20, where Paul says, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. And you think, so, they're, they're almost poles apart. But I wonder whether Paul's ever felt, is it achieving anything? Am I achieving anything? So we want to be real whilst we do this, this series. We want to be challenged. Uh, we we want to grow because of it. 
we want to go deeper with God through it. And hopefully, in time, we'll become more fruitful. Ephesians 3.20 is, is where we're getting this from. Um, there are two things we need to talk about. That's one. And the second thing is this. It's 2023, everyone. Um, oh, they, the two are related loosely, but they are, they are related. So here's, next, here's this year. And I was going to say next year, but it is this year. And we, at the moment, we are there. Yeah? Now, this is the next 12 months. I don't know whether you realise, but in every year, there is either four or five calendar months where there are five Sundays. Okay? And we have um, five of those this year. We have, sorry, I'm going to get in the way of it. We have April with a five Sunday. We have July. We have October, December, and we have January. So we have those five, um, five months where we have five Sundays. What we've been wanting to do for a while is we wanted to do something different with the fifth Sunday when there is one in a month. Uh, just like we've done with the evening service in our, in our regular pattern of meetings where we, we set aside a evening service each month where there's more time for praise and worship, where there's a different feel in the room, the lighting's different, we have a guest speaker come along and they bring something fresh to us. Uh, and so the whole idea is that we connect in a different way with God, we connect with one another in a different way. In the same way that we do the evening service, that's what we want to do with the fifth Sundays. And what we're looking to do is this. Does anyone recognize this? <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's the Waltons, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to apologise now. For those of you that... Uh, <laughs> that this, this is, um, this is a, a history lesson for those of you that don't know who these people are. Um, this, is, this is from a programme that we used to see in the 1970s. Very popular programme. Um, for some of us, it's a trip down memory lane. The, uh, it's basically about a family. A family that's a large family, and they're living in Virginia and during the time of the Great Depression. And it's a real story about a family and how they work together as a family unit, how they work within their community. But during the program, pretty much every time there's an episode at some point, everybody is round this table and they engage over food and they interact with one another. They talk about their day, they talk about what they've been doing, what's going right, what's going wrong. And as you can see around this, it's not just family there at the moment. They've got family members and they've got people from their broader community. There's, <laughs> I shouldn't give his name. But there's, I'm going to sound like a Bible nerd, I'm going to sound like a Walton's nerd now. There's Ike from the store, yeah, and his wife. Um, there's the grandma there, and there's the father, and so there are a few people missing. But it was a good shot, because 
it's almost as if they're asking you to come and sit down with them, aren't they? But what they used to do in this program is they used to, if there was a stranger or a visitor, often they would take them in and they would stay with them for a while and they would feed people. So whatever the poverty they had and whatever the riches that they had, they shared them with people. And that's what we want to do with the fifth Sunday. This is what we would like to do. Now, we're not the Waltons, but we'd like to share food with one another and we'd like to share food with people from outside. We'd like to include people and invite people in, just like they do. That's what, that's what we want to do with the fifth Sunday. Now, some of you won't know this, but the elders of this church meet maybe three times a month for different variation of meetings. And one of those meetings, uh, it's just the elders, and what we do, we meet earlier. And we meet, rather than at half seven or eight o'clock, we meet at seven. And the reason we do this is we're going to sit down together and we're going to eat first. And the idea is we stop. You know, we stop, we sit down, and we share some food together. Now, during that time, we're able to ask how each other is. And we're able to exchange what's going on. We have a laugh. Uh, you know, sometimes it's sad what we're sharing, but we're meeting, we're properly meeting and connecting with one another. And there's nothing like it, because often we're in too much of a rush. Often the other times when we meet, there's an agenda, you've got things to do. There's questions that have to be asked and things that have to be answered. So on this time, we sit down first and we stop, and we take maybe an hour, over a, uh, over a mill, and, and then we move on. And what we do then is we have communion together. And then what we do is we pray, and we pray for each other, we pray for this church, we pray for individuals here that we know are going through this or they're going through that, and we're lifting them to God. But there is probably more done in that meeting than the other meetings that happen. Because there's a real connection. Now this is what we want to do with a fifth Sunday. We've looked at this and we've really tried to work out what we can do. So we're saying on the fifth Sunday, end of January, this, this is going to be a big experiment. Because we're going out on, on a limb to try and do something different. So. We're gonna, what we're going to do on the last Sunday of this month is we're going to open the doors at 11.30. So by 12, hopefully we can be sat down and we're ready to start our lunch. We begin with communion at the tables. And the idea being that that would be <coughs> our grace, that we sit down and whoever wants to take communion with us, we can do that. So it would be a simple communion. And then we have our lunch, and then we're going to follow it with tea, coffee, cake. Great. Yeah. Whilst hearing a short testimony from somebody. So the idea is we, we'll, we'll invite somebody to share for about five, ten minutes. 
And then out of that, who knows whether anybody else wants to share. You know, we're, we're playing it all by ear. The only thing we can tell you for sure is the start time. And then we'll find out how it all goes. But the idea is we're a family. And it's an idea is to connect at a better level. Just like we do with the evening service, we approach it a different way and we'll have dinner together. Now, what we also want to do, because when we've looked at this, we believe we can feed 120 people in here at one go. This is an experiment, but that's what we believe we can do. And I'm sure we can do it. We've, we've got a new fitted kitchen. And you know what? Deep down inside, we'd love that kitchen to feed people. Uh, us and others. So what we would like to do is, now we have a good relationship with Food Bank here on a Thursday, we want to extend the welcome to people at the Food Bank, and we want to maybe have a chance to chat with some people at Food Bank and say, we have a meal on Sunday, or this coming Sunday, would you like to join us? And that's what we'd like to do. We'd like to maybe see that develop. It'd be great. It would be, it would be great that we, if we could reach out and reach out to one another in here. It would be great if we, during that time of connection, we got to know one another here within this room much better than we know each other now. And it would be great to see people welcomed in. And hopefully they'd be well fed and they would be well welcomed at the same time. Now this all depends on you because we need help to do this. This won't just happen with a small handful of people, there's a lot of work to be done. So we're looking for people to volunteer and, and muck in. So over the next, um, next week or so, it'd be great if you see yourself as being able to put some of the chairs out, tables out, or be part of the crew that will tidy up the kitchen afterwards and do the washing up. These are all mundane things, but they make a big difference to how this could work. And we can all play a part. There's nothing sophisticated about anything. Apart from the cooking, there's nothing really that sophisticated about it. Be here and be at home here together. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing about. <laughs> the, the thing is, we've, we had a trial run. We, once the kitchen was fitted, we had a bit of a trial run. And it was great. It was, and it was a, like a mini version of what we're hoping to do. There was an evening when there was a couple of tables put together. We all sat down. Kate had come in and cooked us uh, our dinner. And it was great. With a team. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, with the team. Yeah. With the team. Yeah. With the team. Sorry. Yes, with a team. But uh, under Kate's guidance and leadership, you know, that we, we, we were fed. And it was great. We had um, other people from uh, in the building that night came and joined us. And it was, it was really good. We reckon this could really change how we do church with one another. It could really change how we view, how we connect with our community. So just like the Waltons, when they sit around the table and they're having a good time together, it'd be great if our version of that was actually reaching people and God was doing something among us. Because I'm sure that if I sit down and talk with someone that I haven't spoken to for a long time, 
I'm sure there will be things that will come up that I can pray for you with that, over that. Because I believe God can do immeasurably more. You know, there's, there's great opportunities that could be created. Now that is where we're taking our, our title from. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can, than we can, uh, than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Now if we don't try this, if we don't reach out, if we don't trust God, we're not going to gain anything. And so, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So it would be great if this year, with our experiment on the fifth Sunday, that by the end of the year, it would be great. Oh, actually, I've, I meant to say something else. July and December. July is already uh, a time when we do something outside. Uh, so we've, we've been in Moore's Hangar. Sometimes we, and over the COVID, we're in the park in town. So that one's taken care of. December is New Year's Eve, uh, which is that. And we haven't even thought about what's happening over the Christmas and New Year this year. So that's out. So we have three of these. So we're doing January, April, and October. So it's three of these events that we want to try and do. We will be asking you to, to sign up online when that's up and running. And, and the cost of this, how much would you pay for a reasonable meal and good company? Yeah. <laughs> it is, exactly. <laughs> okay, we are going for a two pounds a head. Right, yeah. <laughs> two pounds a head. It's, it's <laughs> right. You pay a fiver. <laughs> you pay a fiver. I'm paying 50 pence if you're going for a fiver. You can. <laughs> but yeah, the, the idea, the, the reason it, it is two pound a head is because we don't want anybody to be unable to afford it, um, and we want. Um, we want you to say, if £2 a head, if you've, got a, if you've got your family coming, and you say £2 a head is too much, then talk to us, because then um, you're paying a fiver. So <laughs> but yes, yeah, so then we can subsidise you know, where, it's, where it's needed. Um, the only other thing I was going to say was there will be uh, an area of the building or the room uh, where we'll have things for the kids, so that during the, the meal, if the kids have had enough um, and they want to do some other stuff, we, we'll hopefully cater a little bit for them so that they've got a space where they can go and, and uh, like we do with all age meetings sometimes where the kids have their own thing going on. So that will happen as well. And if, if your child, because when we tell you what we're eating, if your child doesn't want to eat that, then what we would ask is if you could maybe bring a packed lunch for your child because Obviously, we, the meal will be the meal. There'll be anybody with food um, allergies. You know, we'll take that into account, but it will be the one meal. So, um, yeah. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to hand back to you, Sarah. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's... God, do, God will do something, you know, if we reach out. If we, if we have hearts that are open...
Who knows what he'll do? So, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the regathering this morning after the Christmas and New Year. Um, thank you, Lord, that hopefully we're refreshed and hopefully we're, we're being renewed and hopefully what we're talking about will change us for, for your kingdom and for the better. Lord, continue to conform us to the likeness of Christ bit by bit, day by day. And Lord, help us to, to trust you. Help us to, to seek you in all things. Lord, we, we offer you this year and we say it's yours, Lord. And steer us, guide us, help us to, to find our way through it so that your kingdom expands and it deepens and it grows. In Jesus' name, amen.